0: Good evening everybody, welcome to the Jimmy Palumbo Show, that's right, I'm your host Jimmy Palumbo. Alongside behind the glass, Chris Gucci, and way in the distance at our huge studios, he's barely visible, is Dave Sturchio, Way in the back off mic, but I'm sure we'll hear him grunt as I bash something going on here in Matawan, New Jersey. That's right, downtown Matawan, Route 34, getting involved here. The place where some of the best horror films in America have been shot right here in front of this building. Even when you pull in, you just want to die. Anyway, again, I love Mattawan's cute little town, except for this stretch where we're at. But this is show number 20. Number 20. Now, the, I had an interesting experience doing my research on number 20.
1: I didn't find anybody to be overwhelmingly awesome. I don't know why. Well, there's overwhelmingly awesome, but they're not usable for this segment. Right. We don't, but no, not as
0: overwhelming in other numbers so far. Maybe it's because obviously one through seven is New York. Can't keep, you know, Homed them. But, um, so old school, of course, Horace Clark, anybody who remembers the shitty Yankees in the 70s. And the newer guys, Bobby Meacham, another horrific player for the Yankees, a newer guy. And, of course, you got Jorge Posada, which I thought was going to be your guys. No. Right, oh, right, really? Right. Okay. That's,
1: he's on he's the band. too big. He's, he's on the too big. List. He's yeah. too big. Yeah.
0: Jorge. 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 I hip, love that.
1: Jorge.
0: Right. And uh, then we got Mike Schmidt, of course. Then we got the great Barry Sanders. Frank Robinson, back for a little older time. And of course, this is just for Dave Sturgio. Number 20, for the New York Knickerbockers, Allen Houston.
1: I had, I had Allen Houston on my list. Probably okay. the worst contract in Knicks history. That yes, started he, the downfall from the, the okay, glory but, days of the Knicks, even okay. though they weren't title winners. Again,
0: Allen Houston was, at that time, like, the second best player in the league, and he hurt his knee an hour after at, signing it. At, at no he was point, a great player. At
1: no point in Allen Houston's career was he the second best player you know what? in the
0: league. You know what? You were too young. You don't remember. Oh, stop. I he was I was, awesome. was in my
1: wheelhouse. The That's why I cared listen, most about the he NBA. Was, he was unguardable, and he, he hurt his knee. He couldn't create his own shot, so he would be great in today's NBA. He'd probably still be playing. Was
0: I exaggerating with the number two? Yes. Yes. But the biggest thing is it was not the worst contract because he signed it, and then he hurt his knee. Remember, Bernard King was the second best player in the NBA. He hurt his knee. That led to us getting Patrick Ewing, and no one realizes Bernard King played like 40 years
1: after that. And Allen Houston getting hurt led to you getting nothing. Yeah. For still nothing.
0: Well, the Allen Houston getting hurt was one of the, 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 I agree with the downfall of the Knicks, but the contract was, I had to give him his money. You had to do it. We going to let him go? Stop. You got hurt. Should have given that money to Sprewell. Oh, Latrell. I still love, he was fun to watch too. What love, a jerk. off. Sprewell. He was the, he's my number one on the asshole. Like even people that hate the, the Knicks. that you like still. Right, right, right.
1: Even people that hate the Knicks
0: didn't really hate Sprewell. They were like, look at this jerk off. Um, I got a huge kick out of him for sure. So, uh, And everybody
1: but, wanted to choke P.J.
0: Carlissimo at one uh, point. So, Ross, crazy, <laughs> crazy. Oh, my God. You know what? You forget. He's free. Like, uh, I would love to have a podcast but like him and uh, Plaxico and stuff like that. Um, Joe Matteris is calling while I'm doing my show. Uh, he probably timed that out. He knew I was doing the show. <laughs>
1: he really um, does call every Monday and on Jimmy uh, Palumbo Day.
0: And all right, but my, my guy's going to be, and only because, again, it, for some of our listeners, maybe it was too long ago, but I have to go with him. The little engine that could, number 20 for the New York Giants, Joe Morris. He was just, he's the guy. I know I've gone with like lousy Giants, but Joe Morris was never the best running back in the league. But for the Giants, he was such a huge, as big as LT was on defense. Joe Morris, first of all, he was like three foot six and he ran low to the ground. And Even when we played the Cowboys and the Eagles, tough teams, Joe Morris ran low to the ground, and he played a lot longer than you think, and he got, you know, eventually uh, with injuries, it led to, you know, Otis Anderson and stuff. But Joe Morris was an awesome back in like 84, 85, 86, and 87. And he was the running back that just brought it home for the Giants at first Super Bowl ring. He was the starting running back, little Joe. So I have to go with little Joe Morris, and I think he lives in my development as well. And that is going to be, this is the Joe Morris show. However,
1: what does Chris have to offer? To this? I got some football players. It's football okay. season looming. looming. Big news looming? in, in Packerland, which I'm sure we'll get to we're later. We'll get to that later, no doubt. But we're going to go with two of the best safeties, if not all time. Definitely the best safeties that I've seen play, maybe outside of Palomalu. Yeah. And it's Ed Reed and Brian Dawkins. Brian Dawkins probably wreaked havoc on both of your teams. Okay, plenty. Well, I would, yeah, I. I and then being that.
0: He's, he's, a, he's an eagle. I'm not going to bring up Brian Dolphins. Right, and then being and Ed that. Reed. You know what? Even it up, the, I think the whole category of safety in the NFL is never going to, I'm never going to choose a safety unless it's like Beasley Reese or no, he was a, some, some bad giant from the, I can't even name, like nobody cares about safeties, but I do remember those two guys. Uh, so Kevin, I'll give you that. Kevin
1: King, who gave up the touchdown before half in the NFC Championship just to keep it. Well, right. yeah.
0: but I do remember Brian Dawkins because he was a cocky jerk off, and he did wreak havoc on the Giants. Eli Manning's not a friend of Brian Dawkins. No, not one bit. Uh, they're, although they're probably friends now, and they meet at the, these combines and make millions of dollars. Like I refuse to believe. Like in the, in the last five years, you think anybody really hates anybody? I think it, I think they like text each other. And go, dude, I'm gonna act like a jerk off on the field, but I'll see you when we
1: retire. I'll see you the I, I want to go back to the days where the Yankee players hate each other. Because then right. there would be some accountability There's and some nothing. some in-house competition. Right that now, they're all best friends. Someone strikes out five times, and they're all high five. High five and bullshit. I
0: the, I'll be brief on the Yankees. We always talk about them. Later, they seem to be in the news. Um, I just the Yankees are losing catastrophically. I mean, um, the only team I can think of that loses like this is the Mets. The Mets have lost games like this or so like a lot more in the last ten years, but I don't recall fast, deadly. Blow your head off losses like the Yankees have. The innings are fast. It's it's not like it takes an hour and a half. It's five pitchers. It's Like I say, you go to the bathroom, and you come back, and they're losing 5-4. They were up 4-1. Uh, just brutal. They could have easily won three out of four, but they
1: didn't. And you know what? They could have easily have lost four out of four because yeah, that one it. win that they had was a and one I thought,
0: and it was a great win too. So I was like, they lost the first two, they blew the other one, so they come back game three. The team is down, they're losing the whole game, but they scratch and win. They get the win, and then they have a guy throwing a no no for seven innings or whatever, and then all of a sudden it just you know. And he, I thought Boone, uh, listen, I, I'll be brief on this. I thought Boone made the right decisions, but. Like, you brought a guy in who's been pretty good the last two weeks, and he gives up four doubles in a row. That's not on your, that, you know, what what kind of money ball is that? The other thing is, everybody's bashing Stanton. And, of course, I think Stanton's their best player. People mock me for that. But I say that wink, wink. But I'll tell you what the problem is. The Yankee lineup, I'll just be it's real simple. Everybody loves LeMay, who he looks clean cut, someone you want to have your daughter date. Yeah, he's batting five points over over Stanton. Tyler Wade's batting 197. O'Dour's batting 230. Sanchez is batting 219. Klaber Day, Torres, woohoo, 246, and he can't play the field. Gardner's batting 197. It's August 1st now. Um, Urshela's batting 275. And he's Urshela's be, the best Yankee on yeah, the team. Yes. Um, uh, Hedy Lamar, uh, It's a funny actress name from the 40s, he's batting 188. And this guy, Allen, who only has 11 at-bats, is batting 292. Now, Stanton's batting 260, and people are mocking him out. They're a bad defensive team, and Stanton doesn't play the field, okay? And people say, oh, he can't put him in the field. The way the Yankees play the outfield, I don't know if you saw the way the guys were. Now, it's tough putting a rookie. Fenway Park is the oddest park in baseball. It, it took Ted Williams four years to figure out how to play the walls. I don't blame a guy for that. They're a bad defensive team. They're a bad running team. They got a few young guys running around a little bit now. That's only in the last two weeks. None of those guys were high prospects. And none of those guys are going to actually – they don't have staying power. Yeah, they all stink. And uh, But everybody keeps on saying, Stanton, Stanton, Stanton. And I'm like, well, first of all, you know – Stanton now is like Lou Gehrig uh, in terms of staying in the lineup. You know, Judge of course got the COVID thing, but um, Voit is constantly hurt now. So you know, and, and he wasn't doing well when he left the lineup. Judge is re- an Aaron Judge is their best player. He's batting. He was
1: batting, well. Aaron thing. Judge is their best player, and obviously. He, and he's but also Urshela, having a good year. Urshela is the only guy that's playing right. above his head. But we'll but, but
0: but if you, to me it goes Judge or Shella and then Stanton. Want to go by batting average, RBIs, and home runs. I and agree. Real. Stanton, Stanton has Stanton's some Stanton ba- has Stanton's some bad at-bats.
1: Stanton's the better player than Urshela overall. When we're talking – well, maybe not overall because he doesn't play the field. Yeah, he has
0: some bad at-bats, though. I'll give you that. And he doesn't play the field. He's a DH. Now, his contract, he signed for the next, like, 75 years. But right now, Stanton, to me, is not the problem. The problem is real simple. Too many guys are batting under 230. They have no lefty. And they have no lefty in the lineup. And for some reason, their strength, the bullpen, in the last month has completely – imploded it's just the only way to guys who are not green uh a little ago, who ago we call lasagna uh, just and 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 like chapman chapman can't still not i mean uh saturday uh, he was um, he barely got the win i mean uh the save or whatever so everybody's like stanton 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 i'm like no he's not the problem and in the ninth inning yesterday stanton got the base hit he has the most go-ahead rbi hits Ah, uh, for the Yankees this year, and the playoffs last year, he was by far their best player. So, do I think the contract is bad? They can't move him, so he's an immovable force. I get it, but he's not the problem. Never was, never will be. And uh, just forget about Stanton complaining about him anyway. And his name is Giancarlo, and he uh, and he always he's available to the media, and um, he uh, he's not the problem. So. That being said, that's my issue on that. Football season's obviously starting, college football starting. Chop Sports is signing like 35 players now that play all kinds of sports. That's wonderful news. T-shirts are flying off the off the hook. My Jimmy Palumbo show T-shirt is now available, so go to Chop Sports Media and go to the merch section and you'll see my shirts up there. Please check that out. That's cool. That way I can pay the toll, I can get home. I, I can take I don't have to take Route 9 home. So uh That's another thing. Can I get home to my house without getting on a toll road? I was wondering if I could plug my GPS in that way. Yeah, you've got to plug it in that way, and I'll
1: say no tolls. No tolls. It'll probably take you two extra hours. Route
0: one, I'd end up going through Elizabeth. Brutal. Be brutal. You
1: know what? I'm going to do that way
0: just for for myself. Like, I want to. Self loathing period. Self-loathing period, yes. Cause I you know, I always wanted to come up with a, a human skin depeler. You know when you're so angry that you just n- literally have to like you just want to take your skin off yeah. and, and just get out of your body because you're face so gouge. Aggravated.
1: Gouge your own face.
0: So that leads us to the 2020 slash 2021 Olympics. Now People are going to hate me for this, and maybe people want to talk about, you know, kneeling for your national anthem. No, 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 no. It just got announced today that for 2024, Jimmy Plumbo has taken over the Olympics. Um, I'm the Olympic liaison through CHOP Sports. I am now in charge of all Olympics, and it's going to be real simple. My Olympics are going to be a huge thing. It's going to be four days. It's not going to be in one city because I have I know someone who worked at uh, a network that was involved in negotiations uh, for a long for many Olympics maybe five of them, and he told me privately that they all lose money. The network takes a beating, but what they do is it's soft money because then they get to advertise all their shows coming in for the fall, but. That money never goes back into the checkbook, and they spend billions laying out. It screws up all the cities. The cities get all screwed up. They build these housing things that that area doesn't need. Um, uh, Hotels take a Same thing with the World
1: Cup, too. Okay.
0: So uh, it's bad for the city. It's good for the politicians when 11 years before, oh, we're bringing the Olympics. By the time the Olympics are there, he gets all the, the politician gets all the mojo out of it, right? By the time the Olympics are there, he's long gone. And I'm not being political. It's just the way it is. It's a bad deal for the city. It's a bad deal for the network. Now, let's talk about the fun part of this. I am in charge of what sports we're going to have in the Olympics. Here we go. And I made this list. The three-on-three hoop thing. Gone. NBA. We have the NBA, WNBA. We have college
1: basketball. That's gone. We have actual basketball in the Olympics already. There you
0: go. Archery. We're going to keep archery. Why? It's something that could have been done seven million years ago when the Olympics started when people were wearing like, you know, sheepskins around their ass. Gymnastics we're going to keep. Why? There's not the huge national gymnastic competition that we all bet on and watch for on FanDuel. Okay? Um... Artistic swimming, gone. I used to go to Springwood, New Jersey, in Colonia, and we used to jump around in the pool and fake like we're dancing. We do that there. Don't need to see it. That's gone. Badminton, gone. Baseball and softball, gone. The rest of the world doesn't play it. If you don't do it in Zimbabwe, Africa, and and Antarctica, it's all gone. Softball, we have baseball. We have Major League Baseball. They have awesome leagues all over the world. Why don't
1: we just put the pro football, NFL football, American football, in the Olympics? Same thing.
0: Softball. NCAA College World Series of softball is one of the greatest tournaments out there. Please. Baseball, gone. Beach volleyball. You know what? I love seeing the girls. I'm on the fence on this one, but I am putting it as gone. Um, Then we got, um, let's see, uh, boxing we're going to keep. Why? That's something they did 4,000 years ago. Two guys in a ring and they pound each other. All right? Canoe. Canoeing and all this stuff, gone. Uh, Diving we're going to keep. Real simple. We're going to put you way high up, right? One's going to be like 100 foot, and you, you dive all the way down. How many spins can you do? And whether or not you land in the water properly. Easy to score. Each guy dives once. Each country, every country can have a diver because you just tell them to dive off the thing. It could be done off cliffs a thousand years ago. We're keeping that. Equestrian sports, gone. Bruce Springsteen's daughter, whatever, please. It's only for rich people. If you can't do it in Patterson, New Jersey, I don't know anybody who's like, (laughs) yeah, I'm working at Walgreens, but I'm doing equestrian sports. That's gone. Fencing is gone. Soccer is gone. Why? We have the World Cup. We have the, Euros, that, the, the Euro Euro Cup thing we have the, the North American Cup thing. It, it's a, the largest sport in the world. it's cool, it's gone. but I could be talking into bringing it bringing that back because it is the most popular sport in the world and it's easy to just throw a couple of balls out there and they run around. Golf is gone. Are you kidding me? Golf we have the four majors it, it's it, not like I, I never heard anybody say, hey dude man I won two masters, two Olympic golfs gone. You don't play golf in the Olympics that sport's gone handball are you kidding me handball was played in Brooklyn and Queens do you know anybody who plays handball gone that's gone hockey we're going to keep for one reason the uh, 1980 Olympics they won they beat the Russians we're going to keep that's only for like uh, another two Olympics out and then we'll get rid of hockey um judo we're gonna keep because it's like it's like two men it's in that mma world where the guys are half yeah, naked they, they're, and they're fighting
1: they as an olympic sport now too which is kind of karate cool. we're gonna keep the karate because it's like fighting
0: one-on-one every country's gotta have a guy to do it um
1: wrestling has got to stay
0: okay swimming swimming is gonna be it's gonna change it's gonna be real it's gonna be real simple ready this is how we're gonna do swimming we're gonna have like three events all freestyle no butterfly that's all gone we're going to have every 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 place in the world has a pool we're going to have one where you go one lap hit the gun you go And, and you got to get whoever hits the end, they win that thing. And they, you know, you do it, you figure it out, go from, you know, 50 people down to one. Then we're going to have one where there's two laps. You got to hit the wall once, go underneath, go back. And then we're going to have one monster one where, and this is the best one of all. It's like, oh, you're a really good swimmer. That's cool. Well, it's just going to be you and you got to go 12 laps. I want to see a guy on that 12th lap, take it on water. He's moving as slow as I am while I wade at Springwood Swim Club. Um, And then we'll have maybe one relay. Where each guy goes one lap, and that's it. So that one day we'll get rid of all the swimming competition, and that'll be over. Um, what else we got here? Uh, oh, we're gonna keep the pentathlon because that's cool. Those all those ten sports, you add them all up. Whoever wins wins. We'll keep that one.
1: That reminds me of the old days. I think pentathlon would be five. It's five. Okay, whatever it is. Or How six. many? It, it,
0: it's just something where you got to win, and the guy who wins that didn't just did win. pentathlon is
1: ten because deca ten.
0: I don't know. It doesn't matter. Whatever "pen" means, it's staying.
1: I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't even
0: know how many. I know it's multiple events. Matter of fact, we You know what we're going to do? We're going to change the name. You know what we're going to call it? The five event, <laughs> the six event, the ten event. All right, no one penta stuff and deca. Um, the mountain bike thing gone. Uh, the first one that goes, uh, road cycling, all that. No. Um, then we're going to do. Um, what do I have here? Oh, when when uh, anything on a bike, okay. This we're gonna do: point A to point B. So, whatever city you're in, I'm gonna say like, okay, the guys are gonna start in Madawan and you got to ride all the way to Point Pleasant. Go, and whoever gets to Point Pleasant first wins the cycling. Real simple. No, no, you know, they'll rope it off, tell you how to go, and you're on. We're gonna keep rowing because canoes were around for the last ten million years. You got to go in. You got to row the canoeing, and you row and you go to the fastest place. We're gonna keep that. Um, Rugby's gone, not enough people. But Sailing, rugby's gone, sailing's gone. Um, shooting, we're going to keep, like the archery thing. You know, sit down and you got to shoot something because you got to eat. You got to kill the deer, kill the bear, kill the thing. And, you know, that's how it works. Skateboarding, please. That's gone. Climbing, gone. Unless you're actually climbing a wall with no rope. How cool would that be? Have, like, a 1,000-foot, like, actual mountain. You have no safety net. And you have some guy from, like, here Bro, comes the a guy cra- from Ireland. The craziest
1: documentary I've ever seen is called Free Solo. Oh, it's crazy. I saw this. Unbelievable.
0: Dude, unbelievable. If you fall, you're dead. Dead. Not talked about. Like, think about, like, <laughs> he would ah, so, imagine being the announcer for that. Look at Jimmy Palumbo climbing. He's been the best in the world. He's eight for eight on and huge mountains. Oh, dead. Ooh, Jimmy's slipping. Oh, wow. That'll do it here from the Omni. Jimmy falls. Yeah, that, please. Um, we'll have one like that. You climb up. If You either win the gold or you die. Um, surfing. Come on, guys. Surfing. Are you kidding me? Gone. Ping pong. Gone. Taekwondo. Gone. No one. I can't spell it. It's not in. Tennis. Are you kidding me? Anything that has a major, like golf, tennis, no. They already do it. They do it uh, every Specifically year.
1: Specifically ones that are international already. Trampoline. Gone. We're going to keep the
0: triathlon because that means you gotta you got to swim a little bit. Then you got to get on your bike, you got to roam, then you got to run. Love that. Volleyball, we're going to keep. Indoor volleyball. You know why? Because that's how we grew up in high school playing. it. And when you go to the beach, the sand's hot, your feet burn. And I don't know if when's the last time you played beach volleyball, but if you can play for 10 minutes inside, beach volleyball, you can play for about three and a half minutes. It's the most tiring thing to possibly do. Um, Maybe I'll keep women's beach volleyball, though. I know it sounds sexist, but, you know, it's my show. I get to say whatever I want. And obviously, for sure, we're going to keep uh, we're going to keep a water polo. Now, I have decided that we're going to keep water polo, and here's why: you don't. I can. Those guys are firing this ball all around, but they're treading water. It's not in three feet of water; it's in twelve feet of water. Now, I can barely get to the side of the when I go to Springwood to even swim for a little bit. Now you got to be. I think the, NBA, yeah, if, if if I the jump, NBA should be
1: played. If in I water. jump in the deep end, I have to go immediately to the side. exactly, exactly right. Because Gucci with the
0: shot and he's dead. Uh, so we're going to keep water polo because you got to have one sport because it's in the summertime for anybody, a bunch of guys in a, in a Jersey Shorehouse, and they just watch water polo and see how messed up it is when they fire the ball in. So that's my, and we're going to keep wrestling because it's two men and you wrestle in the Greco Roman thing. It's been going on for a million years. So that's it, it's in multiple cities. All across the world. So NBC now can have three cameras and have a little thing in Paris. We'll have a little event in New York. We'll have a little all over the world. And they'll just shoot because they can do it now with streaming. And by the way, no MSNBC, CNBC. It's on one network. It's only on from 8 to 11. Put it right on Hulu. Right. You cut a deal. You cut it. This is what you do. You cut a deal with ESPN too. You say, guys, listen, don't cover our sport. Because if it's in like a place that's far away, we, we don't want a- anybody to know who won because we're going to air it from 8 to 11. So don't cover it on your website. Try to do that. Even though it'll sneak out, the average guy, you don't want everything to be so announced. You want to try to keep it quiet if you can. I know that's a little bit of a pipe dream there. But that way it doesn't cost, each city doesn't have to have housing for 7 million people for two weeks. It's insane. And... Um, if there's a pandemic, it should be canceled right away. I'm one of those who thinks the Olympics should have been canceled because they're not in front of people. The guy trains for four years and and now he can't even. There's no one's in front of him. There's no crowd. It's 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 awful. They should have moved it back. You know what else year. is
1: about to be gone? The United States men's basketball team after losing to yeah. France.
0: But, well, what are they doing there anyway? Again, I tell you, is Kevin Durant? He's just a loser, man. This guy's a loser. He's a loser. If he didn't go play with the best team in the league, think about Kevin Durant. What does his resume say? Never wins, goes to the best team in the league, and they win again. And then what happens?
1: He leaves. He leaves, and they lose. And they lose. Or then he, he goes he to loses. The,
0: he goes to the Olympic team, and now they lose again. So Durant, uh, although uh, I'm, what could happen is Durant may score like ninety points, but he also came off. Well, he's been they've been off for a month now. So, uh, first of all, is it okay? Everybody's bashing the men's basketball team, but what they're not—and you guys are bigger NBA fans than I. Did you look at the roster of the other teams? There's, there's guys, there's guys who are in the, a lot. Of, the teams aren't nearly as bad as they oh used no no to no be. they're all there's. there's
1: yeah, there's several NBA players scattered throughout, yes. but they're not all the, they're, NBA players no, by any 12. stretch, and most of them aren't even starters in the right. NBA.
0: And the, but I think those teams play together a
1: little longer, of course. So it, it's really a weird thing, and they should go back to the rules are different. You can't travel like you can in. in I wish they would send the, whoever wins the NCAA tournament. That's a the team they that they have should no. Go. They have no legit big men on the United States team. They're all wings that are. And I also like, think uh, what's his fours.
0: name, the coach Popovich. You know, his his first year he coached was 1962. It's time, man. Yeah, they got to get
1: they got to get somebody in
0: there. He's a great coach, Hall of Famer. God bless him. But let's get it's, Spolstra. It's over. It's over for him. So that's my Olympic spew on there. The event will be four days. It'll be over like a long holiday weekend from Wednesday to Monday, and you're out. And it could be pro players. I don't care. Uh, uh, and during the Winter Olympics, when they have it, I will do the same thing. A lot of sports are going to be eliminated. Like, for instance, the only uh, the main sport will be the Olympic downhill skiing. Real simple. You go to the top of the mountain, you put a pair of skis on, and you ski straight down. The guy who doesn't fall or die, and he crosses the finish line, wins. Very simple. I don't need this crazy triple slalom thing. And you have one where you go through gates, so we'll, we'll keep the skiing. Why? Because four million years ago, people put skis on, even though they were made out of wood, tied with rope, and they skied down. And we'll do the cross-country skiing that's not a story, but that's my Olympic thing. There's too many sports nobody cares about. I don't care what anybody says. I think the Olympics right now is one of the most unpopular, huge sporting events in my lifetime. Would anybody agree with me on I this? I haven't
1: watched the Olympics ever.
0: But so you're not an Olympic guy. No. See, I was. I just like watching Olympics. I don't know for some reason. I I, I just don't. I, I lost complete interest in the Olympics, and not politically. Either. I care about wrestling in the Olympics. That's about it. Yeah that that would be the that would be the sport that I would be interested in too, but I just for some reason like I, I don't get I I've lost complete interest in it and it's weird seeing no crowd there it's just an odd thing, um, and to me NBC is based in the United States it should be held in an area where it's live between eight and eleven you can't have it in an area or you pay less oh it's like Australia you want to have the Olympics normally we pay seven billion but because nothing's going to be live. We're only going to pay you $1 billion, because it's not live. People are on their phones. There's networks that NBC, NBC Universal owns. You don't even know where it is. Please. I think like no one over 60 is watching the Olympics. If it's not on Channel 4, my mother's not watching it. And those people, you know, they, they're the ones home watching it. So um, that's my Olympic take. Too many sports. It's too long. It, it's too much money for the network, the cities. It's horrible. Although I do wish I had a commercial running during the Olympics where I could make some money or Chop Sports was airing uh, maybe, uh, like an Olympic spot here on the Jimmy Plumbo show. But uh, <laughs> I don't want to bore Dave any more than he is now. Um, so that's my take on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, pew, pew. Um, so now, of course, it's time. That was my spew. How much time we got here? Where are we at with time? 26 minutes. All right. Well, that was my...
1: On here, mm-hmm. it's MMA news.
0: There's some MMA news. What is the MMA news? This is coming live from uh, from Dave Sturgeon. From D, I wanted to come from the bowels.
1: Colby Covington getting his rematch
0: against Kamara Usman in November. Okay, uh, Juan Guzman is fighting Dr. Welby. What is this? <laughs> so okay, correct him,
1: please.
0: Okay, let, let, let me explain. Let, let me. I'm going to educate the world audience here. Some guy is fighting another guy. For a big MMA event, that's really th- that's really nobody knows who those two guys are except people that are into that, which is like eleven people. And we will have a chop sports event. Is it big? Is it's, it's in biggest? November,
1: but it's not that big. It's not a Conor fight, so it's not a Conor fight. No, so we we, we may not to, get any more Conor fights.
0: We may well because his legs snapped in half uh, after he was getting his ass kicked. <laughs> because the other guy was trying to have sex with him. Um, I'll still go back to that. That's what it looks like to me. Um, two guys trying to fool around. It's like, it looks like San Francisco in the 80s. Good time. Um, <laughs> but uh, So there is a big MMA thing, and we'll maybe we'll have a, a big event for that in November if I'm still here. But, of course, now it's time to uh, discuss about um, my bookings. Now, a funny thing's happening with my bookings now. Obviously, I'm not... Uh, uh, I'm a prolific actor in many ways, but I don't have enough. Eventually, these bookings are going to run out. Um, but for now, they're not, and I still have, I still have some room. But um, I decided that uh, I'm going to do it six shows, and they're all little mini ones. One has an interesting take at the end that I have to clarify something with you guys while we do it live. But of course, those of you scoring at home, when I talk about Jimmy's bookings, it's sponsored by Absolute Eyewear. That's right absolute eyewear 42 main street woodbridge new jersey 732-326-3937 all your optical needs are done there go see craig and janine michaud who now craig is my right center fielder and janine is the godmother of madison palumbo and madison palumbo t-shirts are now available at chop sports media go check it out order her shirts they're cool D1 lacrosse player, you're going to love them. They're all designed. They look great. Now, Absolute Eyewear is a family-owned brother and sister, both licensed opticians, okay? They do everything. Full-service optical, prescription eyewear, prescription sunglasses. They do prescription safety glasses, sports glasses, motorcycle glasses, glasses for the kids bring your kids in there that good with kids uh they do contacts they do the eye exams there they also they, they make sure like that, that the glasses fit right and the best thing is like if you order a really nice pair of glasses and they think they look like shit they're going to tell you they're going to make sure the glasses fit your face fits you know fits your head because some glasses look good on you may not look good on me because i'm more balding and i'm older and i'm shot. Um, but they have glasses for every budget. They take all the insurances and the AAA and AARP. And, of course, you get $100 off a complete pair of prescription sunglasses. When you mention the Jimmy Palumbo show, of course, my mother doesn't get the uh, discount because she refuses. Um, but the uh, the key phrase is complete pair, which indicates Frames and lenses, but go in there. But I always say, bring a little picture of me on the internet and put it on the window there so we can bust Craig's chops with all the different pictures of the Jimmy Palumbo show. 16 years in business, open five days a week. They're closed Wednesdays and Sundays. Why? They're football fans, so they can't open Sunday. And Wednesday night we play softball, so that's where they are there. And uh, that's it. But, of course, they have all kinds of glasses. And what kind of glasses do they have? Ladies and gentlemen... Your attention, please. All rise. Now available at Absolute Eyewear, Ray-Ban, Coach, Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, Michael Kors, Vogue, Maui Jim, and Costa Del Mar. Those are the glasses. I'm only going to do Bob Shepard in honor of him because the Yankees stink, so I'll just... Bob Shepard did the games. The Yankees didn't stink. Now they stink. Um, so that's it. Absolute eyewear. They're in Woodbridge, New Jersey, 42 Main Street, 732-326-3937. All right, bookings. Here we go. Now, I don't know if you guys even know about some of these bookings. The first one is... Um, is a show called Third Watch. Do you remember that show? Mm -hmm. It was kind of... I do. When the Law and Orders were going on, it was called Third Watch. Directed by Brooke Kennedy. Um, I had the actor Michael Beach on there. Now, here's what happened with me. So we're shooting in the middle of Queens somewhere, right? 110 degrees out. A hot day. I had to be on a stretcher. And I played a guy who gets in a car accident... And my back doesn't really hurt and the cops know it. I'm j i am just want them to call the ambulance so then I could sue and get like my back hurts. They could tell right away because um how I was moving in the car and the way I sounded. So they have to they put me on a stretcher. But they do it wink wink to want to bust my chops by putting me on the stretcher. So they tie me down with the tape really hard, right? So I'm like this guy's like really jammed into the stretcher. However, it was hundred degrees out. So, there was a, like a safety lady on the set, and she was like, "Hey, Jimmy, if you need anything, you know, it's really hot out here." Just and I was in a full like I was in like a something I had like full jeans on. I was wearing like heavy clothing, so I said, oh, "Okay, yeah, no problem." So next thing you know, they're strapping me in. Now the thing was, while they were strapping me in with this like white medical tape, almost like duct tape kind of stuff. They were doing their lines and they were jamming the tape, but we did a bunch of takes. So in the beginning there was like one thing of tape, then it was two, then three. And what happened was one time on the third take, I breathed out, and then I breathed in. And that's when they jammed the tape on me. So I couldn't get my I couldn't get full lungs. Sun was beating down on me. And I was looking up at that we were in front of like a tenement, not tenement housing, but you know, four four story walk up housing. And I could see people looking at me, and I actually heard them going, man, that guy must be sweating underneath there. So I'm looking, then I realized I'm going to be out here for like maybe four hours baking in the sun. So the the lady came over and said to me, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm all all right. She gave me a little water. I wanted to drink like four gallons of it. But then I knew what happens when you drink water. You got to piss. You got to piss. And I was, I couldn't, I'm one of those guys. I'm not fully claustrophobic, but... Once it creeps
1: into your head,
0: well, you can't strap me down and say, "Jimmy, just stay there." I'm like, Yeah, well, for I, how long? I want to have you it need out. an end game, right? I didn't yeah, know how. I, long. I get that. So, so next thing you know, take after take. Now, the two actors, the, the one guy, Michael Michael Beach. The other guy was like, "Hey, are you okay?" And of course, what do you say? You're trying to be a man on the set. I'm like, "I'm all right. I'm all right." I couldn't breathe, and I started. I felt the sweat come going down my ass. I felt. I I just felt myself overheating. And it goes on. And she told me to wave my hand if I'm in trouble. So there's like a mini break. Now, the director, Brooke Kennedy, she was sweet. She's booked me a bunch of times. She was like back behind a tent, probably couldn't see what was going on. Well, dude, after like an hour and a half, I panicked a little bit. I was like, I can't breathe. This tape is so tight. And I'm thinking, why do they have to keep the tape so tight? They could loosen that. In. It's television. It could look like I'm strapped in. Well, I, I raised my hand, right? Started raising my hand. Nobody comes. Now I'm like, you know, someone says, hit the button, you get released, and you hit the button, and no one comes, you freak out, right? So finally they come over and I said, Lady, I'm in trouble. All of a sudden the lady comes over, she's like, Oh wait, oh my God, oh my God. She feels underneath full wet, like, 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 like a wet sponge of sweat. She gets me up. She's like, This actor's you know, we, she starts yelling. Meanwhile, the director's yelling, Okay, we're going into take five. And I can see her and like They don't give a shit. She's like, What's going on? Jimmy, you ready? Let's go. And I'm like, I'm like, Trying to get my breath They're pouring water on my face and stuff I do makeup over And then I started getting like This is bullshit Um, You know Then the director realized That I was actually in trouble And they uh, they took a break They cooled me off a little bit Then the prop guy came in and said Hey guys when you put the tape on But the other actor Michael B He never like He never The other one was like Dude I'm so sorry Nah it wasn't your fault You were doing We were doing the scene I just couldn't breathe You were jamming it too tight which is what they wanted the character to go through. So we ended up shooting it, but I couldn't wait to get out of there. I took a shower and I got home. I definitely lost like 10 pounds that day. And I got annoyed because I was like, you know. Meanwhile, of course, I told my brother, he's like, ah, stop being a wuss. Just
1: shoot the scene, you know. But That's what I was thinking the entire yeah. time yeah, that really? you were talking well, about. I,
0: I'll tell you what, I'll lay you out. Uh, 100, 100 degree
1: heat. Da, da. No, you ain't laying out yeah, shit. Let me tell you something. Jamming me
0: tight with the tape. That was my third watch experience. The next one I did, I, I was on a, a, a roll here. I was in a movie called Live from Baghdad directed by Mick Jackson, who did The Bodyguard. Um, It had Michael Keaton in it, Helen Bonham Carter, and uh, she was so cool. And a really great actor, John Carroll Lynch. Um, The cool thing was about that, I didn't do much in the scene, but I was able to eat lunch with uh, Helena Bonham Carter, and she's just a cool chick. She's just cool, like... She's just cool. I don't know how. She was like very welcoming, but people were sitting there, were talking. Shop. Michael Keaton's the goat. Um, I love Michael Keaton. You know, he, he wasn't. I, I he wasn't at the table don't know way. I don't think he was shooting the day. I was, he was great in the movie, by the way. I'm a big Michael Keaton fan as well. But it was so great to hang out and have lunch for like an hour and a half with like three stars and just like chilling out, eating, and they were you know like just chatting like they were like hanging out at a bar. It was really cool. So that was my. Uh, Uh, live from Baghdad experience. Um, The other show I booked at the same time, the show called American dreams on NBC. And the cool thing about this for some of my LA listeners, we shot it at the American Legion on Highland. And I don't know if people know about this. Matter of fact, go Google American Legion on Highland in LA. It's this old school built in 1929. One of the, probably one of the original American Legion halls. And it's like gorgeous on the inside. And, we shot in there and I had to play like a 60s, 1960s comic, you know, those kind. So then I said, now that I got it, how do I get rid of it? And I had to do like tail end of jokes um, that, that you went to see like a bachelor party and then a girl came out, da-da, da-da, da, like the strip clubs when you, they didn't show anything. And I was the comic in between. But being inside this place was cool because you have to be a member and then the place, soon after I learned that that place got really hot. Like, stars and stuff were joining the American Legion because it was like a private club bar. And it supposedly was one of the original speakeasies, like, when during Prohibition, that's where people drank and stuff. So it was absolutely uh, the section inside the place called, like, the Clubhouse. Uh, it's Highland Post 43. Go check it out online. The pictures are cool. I'm going to make you check it out. So that was my American Dreams thing. Great show. Lasted one season, then it went away. Um, the other thing is, again, I booked a show called uh, Judging Amy. Not much to report there other than uh, Amy Brenneman was hot as hell. And Tyne I think Daly. is that's the
1: third time I've heard you say Amy, Amy Brenneman was hot as hell. She
0: was hot. She was. Hot. I thought she was a pretty lady. She wasn't a young chicken either. She was a veteran. You know, she can go over the middle and catch that big ball with four minutes to go. You know what I mean? That third and eight, that nine-yard win. So Brady
1: brings her in on a one-year oh, deal. No doubt about it. Yeah. No doubt about it. We'd
0: kill the Giants. Kill the Giants. Um, you know. And also Tyne Daly from Cagney and Lacey was there. And she was cool to work with because I think she's one. She's really, really good TV star. Um, not much to report there. The other thing, other booking right at the same time. You guys may get a kick out of this. I booked a TV show called Hey Joel. And it's like an animated thing. And I had to play Kid Rock... They asked me to imitate Kid Rock, and I think I just went like, "Hey, what's going on?" Oh, yeah, I, I, I did a horrific. I didn't think I was going to book it. And I booked it. They, used, I read like four lines of me doing Kid Rock, and so somewhere on the internet, on the interweb, Jimmy Palumbo is imitating Kid Rock, and I think it was like one of those things where Kid Rock's voice they matched it to his voice. I don't even know. So that was a show called "Hey Joel," and I am playing uh, the animated the voice of Kid Rock, and the last one as I'm ripping through this, cause I, I don't want to take too much time is a show called without a trace. And the reason why it was interesting, because it was uh, directed by Tom Warmbi. Uh, it was a CBS show. It was on my reel for a long time. I played a guy who owned a bar and there was a girl who was a, um, she was like a sex addict and she was always like bringing bartenders into the bathroom and hooking up with them. And so one of the bouncers was like in in the room, maybe getting a you know, uh, getting a you know what in the in the stall there, and I play a bar owner. It's like, dude, come on, we got this. we're four deep at the bar, that kind of thing. But there's a scene; she ends up disappearing. That's why you know it's a cold case. And um, but the weirdest thing happened. Uh, Anthony Lapaglia, okay, who sounds like he's from Queens, New York, when you're doing the scene, but he's from Australia. And like his accent is so like, hi, Mike. It's like unbelievable that an actor can act like he's me from like a kid from Paramus. And then all of a sudden he's like a full Australian when you're like in the off camera. He couldn't have been nicer. And I went up to him. I said, hey, man, I'm a big fan of that movie. 29th Street. I don't know if you ever see the movie. 29th Street. No. Write it down. It's a movie you should see. It's with Danny Aiello and Anthony LaPaglia. It's probably online, 29th Street. It's about a guy who wins. a. He's a loser, and he might have won the lottery. You don't know. It's funny, funny lines, and I think you'll dig it. So I went up to him. I said, hey, man, um, I just really love that movie. And he was like, oh, well, not a great film, Mike. Mike. <laughs> and inside, I wanted to go to him like, dude, just lose the Australian accent for me. Like, I can't handle it. But that's where he's from. Um, but we, we start the scene, and usually – you know, they already shot, I was the third scene of the day, so let, the director says, ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy Plumbo's here. He's playing the role of, you know, the bar owner or whatever. And they just say that to introduce the crew, what my name is. You know, I already met the wardrobe people and the makeup people. The other actress in the scene was Poppy Montgomery. You know who she is? She's kind of hot. And, uh, but I already said hello to Anthony LaPaglia. The, the lighting guy and the camera guy said hello to me. People shook my hand. You sit down. I'm sitting across closer than you are to me right now. She was like sitting there and didn't say hello to me. Like I, my lines were to her. And then she was checking out her phone. Good like Tommy
1: Lee Jones.
0: Well, a little bit like that. So I'm like, so we do three takes. And in between takes, she's talking on the phone to her girlfriend. Yeah, we were in Vegas. It was a really good time. We went to the thing. Blah, blah. And all of a sudden... They're getting ready to yell action. I've never seen this on a TV show where an actress was talking on her cell phone about nonsense. It wasn't like, oh, my mother's sick. Oh, my kid. It was like, or her agent even. It was like, she was talking to her girlfriend. The about what the Yeah. And I'm, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay. But I'm like, okay, I knew my lines. I was, I was like, you know. But after like the third take, I'm like, this girl didn't. She read lines to me without. It would be like if you go to an office and there's a new secretary, you walk in and you say, hey, how are you? You don't have to say anything more than "Hey, how are you?" or "Hey, who, who are you?" Oh, you're the new janitor. You're the new. You acknowledge a person in the office like everyone else did with her. We finally get to the third take and uh fourth take, and I'm like, I can't believe she's talking in between. And when I tell you she hung up, it was like she hung up. Action, and like that's that's rude to do. Now the reason why I'm bringing this up. It was so rude to me, but I don't want to be the guy that goes on a podcast and talks about his bookings and just bashes um, uh, every actor. I don't want, I, that, that's a bad reputation. app. I just thought it was very odd. I've never done a TV show where the other actor was personally on the phone. Seconds, I listen. I I, I have my phone. You know, I keep it in my room or I keep it on the side. And I'll go over and make a call when you know for ten minutes away from shooting. But when you're eight seconds away from shooting. You don't be on a personal phone call. After the fourth take, she goes, oh, by the way, hi, I'm Poppy. And I was like, Anthony Lepaglia gave me a look like she's just introducing herself now. I said, hey, how you doing? And then I was like completely blowing her off. But uh, I just thought it was very odd. And uh, the show, but my scenes, I was very happy with it. Uh, and I kept it on my reel. And some people think it's my absolute best. Um That's one of the best scenes I've ever done on a TV show. It's a really, uh, the director was really cool. It really got out of me what he needed. So I don't usually say I'm a good actor. I I don't know how good I am, but
1: I felt good that day. You're not Michael Keaton good. No, 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 please. Of course you are. These guys are hitting big threes. Sneaky Pete. I'm just a guy coming off. I heard my mother stop talking about Sneaky Pete role. I'm
0: the guy coming (laughs) off the bench. I'll hit a big three for you. But... Although this year I'm going to turn it around, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to I'm going to hit a big bomb soon. I feel it,
1: bro. The podcast is your bomb.
0: I just uh, yeah that was well it's more like a little it's more like a little firecracker or those little poppets you you could do in your between your hand. But no, the Jimmy Plumbo Show is a major event in my life. Call it gonna, a sparkler. And we're going to be we're going to rock the world as we always will do, and. Um, so that's my six bookings. They are Third Watch, Live from Baghdad, American Dreams, Judging Amy, uh, Hey Joel, which nobody knows, neither do I, I imitate Kid Rock, and Without a Trace. So now we're getting up to like 2003 now. Um, we're doing him in order. And sometimes on a set, to be honest with you, and I'm not blowing smoke, nothing really happens. You go in, you do your lines. I didn't really know Judging Amy's show that well. So like I, just, I played a, a guy in an ER and stuff, so you just move on, you know? So that is that. With that, those are my bookings. They were fun to do. I still get residual checks to this day, which I absolutely love. And uh, sometimes they're 17 cents, but sometimes they're much more than that. So that's that. Of course, now it's time to bring up our attorney of the gods. That is Warren Brumel, attorney at law. And the good thing about Warren Brumell is, okay, he's an attorney at law. And he is a debt relief debt relief agency It helps people file for relief under the bankruptcy code. Now, I had to say that last line because that's the legal ease. You have to say that. But Warren's been doing this for like 35 years, okay? And he helps people rebuild their financial lives. Uh, he's located in Keyport, New Jersey, but he handles all of New Jersey. And it's all Zoom now. Everything's Zoomed. He can Zoom in, blah, blah, blah. And if you mention our show, you get a free, that's right, a free initial consultation. Here when you mentioned the Jimmy Palumbo show um, and Warren, like I said, he's been doing this for 35 years and he's he's literally he's, he's processed and filed over 10,000 bankruptcy cases. Okay, uh, great guy and um, uh, he is now a advertiser on our show, but he also does the good thing his firm they now they only handle bankruptcies. Okay. He's not a jack-of-all-trades lawyer. He'll be doing a divorce one minute, and next minute he's doing a personal, personal injury case, although I could have used every one of these. That, <laughs> all, all these jack-of-all-trades <laughs> I could have used. Um, funny thing is I probably will end up using Warren uh, bankruptcy. Um, maybe Chris and Dave. <laughs> Everybody's gonna, Eventually everyone needs Warren when you file for bankruptcy. Um, but he makes the process simple and affordable. He's got payment plans. Uh, the number is 732 264 Zero or more importantly www.keyportlaw.com you go on that website they got everything there stuff to fill out stuff to inquire and all that kind of stuff now listen um the the bottom line is bankruptcy will stop foreclosures repossessions wage garnishments bank levies all that kind of stuff and uh that's what that's what Warren does. He gives you advice on all of that. You can go check out his five-star reviews on Google or better yet you can go to avvo.com, the lawyer review shit site. I'm sure there's some really funny ones on there cuz sometimes lawyers uh they take a beating and I'm sure on that review site. But he's got tons of five-star reviews. Um i only wrote 12 of them. No, that's not true. He's got tons of good five-star reviews on there and uh like I said, uh Warren Brumel uh, keyportlaw.com that's where you want to go for all your bankruptcy needs that's all he does that's what he does all right so other big news uh, in, the, in the thing we've been just hearing about and I know it's 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 making like ESPN and all this different stuff this whole who's going to the SEC you know Texas and Oklahoma switching and I got to be honest with you I could care less. I don't think anybody really cares. The fan, as long as like, is Texas playing Oklahoma on Saturday? Are they playing? Like, maybe they're not playing the teams in the. But that that conference has been butchered anyway. In other words, I don't care what the conference is called. You know, is you know is is uh, is uh Michigan State playing Michigan on Saturday, and how do you win to get to the? Uh, To get to the big, the the final four tournament, there, Um, I just don't think any. I think it's a, it's like a business end story, TV rights and money in the back. That I don't think anybody really cares about.
1: I think what it does do is it opens the door for an expansion of the playoff because there's going to be too many really, really good teams with a with a stake or or that could have a claim for a spot. If you have a loaded SEC with 16 teams and there are these Power Five conferences, which I'm pretty sure that's what you were alluding to. And then it also kind of potentially leaves Notre Dame in a situation where they have no choice but to enter a conference. If, they in the don't, Big if 10, Notre
0: Dame doesn't join the Big Ten,
1: that's I'll what be I'm so saying. Pissed. Because if you don't, how do you have a schedule? If all these teams. Move into these big conferences. They're not going to have any room for out-of-conference games.
0: It's also going to affect, uh, you know, I, this is where you feel bad for the other sports because, you know, the golf teams got to travel now from Texas to, you know, they got to probably get on a plane to go golf against another school, and that's where the money. But the TV money is so outrageous, and the people, the 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 AD offices are raising so amount of funds. If the golf team needs three hundred grand budget to fly around. They'll, they'll raise funds for that. Uh, but private. you'll
1: probably see a lot of programs get cut.
0: Well, you got to be careful with that because you've got to have the – was it Title 19 where you have you have one – you've got to balance it out. So, Rutgers did cut a bunch of sports years ago. Michigan still has the most, I think. But, yeah, you're going to see some of that. I also think you're going to see some kind of – I think the NCAA – I mean, listen, you guys know from – this wild, wild, wild west with the NIL agreements. I think you're going to see the NCAA as a governing body be gone. It's just going to be conferences. They're going to rule. I mean, on what stuff.
1: are they actually doing now? Uh, exactly right. It always
0: takes some like five years. You know, a kid gets caught doing something lousy, and it's not till five seasons later. He's already at the kid's already out of the NFL because he stinks.
1: Yeah, they took Reggie Bush's Heisman away. Right, they they like, vacated all the Fab Five like wins for Michigan. About Nobody that. gives a shit. Um,
0: so I think you're going to see. What is there, 64 teams in the Power Five, give or take? I think you're going to see that's going to be the governing body. All the presidents and the ADs of the Power Five Conference, those five guys, they're going to rule on stuff. I think you're going to see that. You're going to have a bigger playoff and all that, and that's cool, I guess. Um, uh, It's funny because Rutgers just has no chance of any of the playoffs. Maybe we'll bring
1: back the Big East that's all gone please
0: but i, I think you're going to see monumental cuz there's too much money floating around now look you guys are making some money for these kids here
1: and and these bigger bigger organizations the quarterback for alabama hasn't played a snap yet and he's making a million dollars
0: imagine like as a coach that's got to be that can screw up your whole team now there's no sense of it's going to be like a mini pro league in a minute what do i hate about the nba when the players run the league the league dies and I think it's going to be another huge and issue. the league isn't
1: dead. They had a great run in the postseason. Right but I, I get th- what I you're think saying.
0: I think the NBA is going to run into trouble the way things are. You text somebody, let's go play for Detroit, and everybody goes, so stupid. But um, anyway, the other thing is, uh, big news. Which Nobody's I lining up of-
1: to play for Detroit.
0: That's true, because because of the city itself, but that stinks for Detroit.
1: Yeah, like put it this way: if the NFL got rid of the like you know, picked the worst team in the NBA. They have the but, one but, pick. But they're if the, the if the
0: uh, if Jerry Jones had his way, the Packers would never ever make the playoffs. Of course, because they'd get rid of the one out of thirty-two, and then the, 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 the it would be like the Yankees have most money to spend. But the NFL did it right and said, okay. And it's crazy. The Packers are like
1: fourth in revenue. They still won't spend money because no, they're got no they, owner.
0: Nobody would. Nobody's gonna play for Green Bay. If that happens, the NFL does it right. They all stick together. They divide the revenue. They allow local revenue and some Jersey sales and stuff like that. Like Jerry Jones was critical with, um, local beer sales. If if the NFL said Budweiser's our beer, Jerry Jones, like, what are you talking about? I can sell a local Dallas brewery and make a fortune locally on that. And he got that, that rattled Wellington Mary's like, you know, we let you in the club. You don't tell us how to run the club. When in fact though, Three or four years later, after Jerry Jones pressured him, the Giants now make even probably even more money than the Cowboys in those areas that Jerry Jones said open it up to the individual team to sell your stuff. I'm not sure exactly what they were, I think I had to do with beer sales and local stadium, in stadium stuff. And then, of course, Jerry Jones wrote the check for that huge stadium. And he made money on it. I always give credit. I'm not a Jerry Jones fan. I think he's a jerk-off, and he's a horrible GM. But he wrote that whole... He's a good businessman. He wrote that whole check for that arena, man. He put... I mean, he wrote that seven million check, and the Giants had to split it with the Jets because the Maris didn't have the balls. But i got to give Jerry – and that's why you'll have – they have everything there from a Tupperware party to the end. Sub, he whores that stadium out. He doesn't care what's there. And you know what? That's what a good business guy does, and that stadium will be – I wouldn't be shocked if – I think they're going to be one of the first stadiums – you'll see this – they're going to actually tear that stadium down. We'll be probably very old men by then, but not that old because they're going to realize, hey, we need to now have – Holog- holograms coming out of the ceiling for viewers or whatever. They could just do that shit. And, and they'll, but they'll, they're going to be they're going to be one of those teams that you know um, cutting see, edge on everything. I, I really I really believe that. And the Giants are going to be stuck in New Jersey. And the same with thing teamsters with teamsters with and the, unions. With and, the new
1: stadium in Vegas too. You know,
0: so uh, you're going to see a lot of people going to see that and go whoa. But the Giants and Jets will be the last team to change their stadium. They shouldn't No, they'll be the old.
1: second to last team because Green Bay is definitely not changing Lambeau Field. No, you can't because that's a landmark. It's like Fenway. Uh, although you know what, got to be honest with you, though they tore down Yankee Stadium, no stadium safe. They just put a hundred million into renovating no, Lambeau. They, they move. Oh, well, I know, but Lambeau. But in our lifetime, it's not you, going. You can't. You can't say that though.
0: I think so. I think someday Fenway's the reason be why
1: Lambeau won't why go anywhere cheap. is because they're too cheap. They don't have an owner that's going to foot the bill. It's going to be I mean, the taxpayers there, and they're not going to do it. I,
0: I agree that Lambo. I just think no stadium is 100 safe. That's my point. But I agree Lambo would be probably the last one because of their situation.
1: Oh, I own the team. Uh, don't get me started on that. Please, don't we're about to get me started on that. Right. I guess anyway, because I see the list. Well, listen, I'll give you. I'm going to
0: give you one minute of your time because I know you're a big Packer fan and online all the time. Right, now. what's going on with Aaron Rodgers
1: here? Well, today was the shareholders meeting, and naturally, I. Figured. I said this to you a couple weeks ago. I said we got six weeks as a deadline. Don't listen to anything that you hear up until then, because until you hear it come out of Aaron Rodgers' mouth, it's all hearsay. Okay. Now, obviously, there was some truth to the fact that he wasn't happy. That said, there was a lot of money on the table for him to just retire. He's going to forfeit like forty-eight million dollars if he walked away. As much money as anybody's got in the world, they're not walking away from forty-eight million to play football. That's not going to happen. Unless especially he an older
0: guy, he can't even give up the year of his es- human life.
1: Yeah, especially as good as he played last year and the situation that he has with Green Bay, they're a contender specifically with right. him. So there was a little bit of a um, If their record was 4-12 last year, then I that's knew, a different, different story, story, of course. Now, Aaron Rodgers is coming back. As of today, they announced after the shareholders meeting that camp opens up tomorrow or Wednesday. I'm not exactly sure. And he agreed is, to come back? And he's coming. Uh, again, nobody's heard Aaron Rodgers say that, but... Pretty much everyone, in the, his teammates are saying it. People close to Aaron Rodgers. And now even Adam Schefter, who reported all season that he wasn't, is now reporting that he is. So he'll be back. Of course, the ESPN headline says, back for one final season. They're voiding the back end of his contract, which means that it's really two final seasons because they're going to void the 2023. This way, there's room for both sides to get out of it after this year, if need be. Okay. That said, the Packers win the Super Bowl this year. <sighs> We move forward, So re-up is, Aaron Rodgers. So is there a better, is, is there more of a
0: chance that he'll be playing for a different team next year or less of a chance?
1: Now, this is the first time on the Jimmy Palumbo show. Oh, it. you save him for tomorrow. <laughs> well, this won't get out until tomorrow, so okay. we're good. So first time that I'll actually admit that this is probably the final go of it for Rodgers this season. Now, winning changes things. Based upon what happened today and contractually. Yeah, early. well, based on the fact that, the Packers do have Jordan Love, and they're not going to let him go because he's the young guy. And if he has a year to develop a little bit more and they like what they see, then they could move forward with Jordan Love. And clearly there is a frayed relationship between Rodgers right. and the front so office. So one more year A season. lot of things have to go well for things to have, fix.
0: And, and now you're going to hear my quick prediction for this NFL season regarding these two things. Two of the most disappointing teams in the NFL 2021 season will be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers. Too much on one guy. I think they're getting older and it's gonna come back and bite them in the ass. And so you think they're getting now older disappointing. But based on what? Now I'm now I you're I just, now you I, I, I just think they I think last year it was the when you sell your soul to the devil, everything goes your way. I think this year Who did they sell over. their soul to I think the old quarterbacks are gonna have trouble this year. That's my prediction. Okay. Fair enough. Now Disappointing means eight and eight, nine and seven, because everybody has them at twelve and four and all that. Well, stuff. Well,
1: the over under on Green Bay going into today was eight and a half wins. I would hammer the over on that I, now I, if it's still there. But the odds from them winning the Super Bowl went from plus twenty eight hundred to plus fourteen hundred in a I snap think, of uh, a finger. There's
0: a check underneath this helmet here. It might be Peter um, Bean's check. The uh, I just think that I think the Brady Rogers thing is they're going to have a down year. It's going to screw. People's whole the, 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 the tide's gonna turn on Rogers and well, then. You can of make course, a friendly side wage. No, I don't wage it. Doesn't have to that. be a better financial. But wager. here's here's the beautiful thing about that. So Rogers shits to bed, the Packers don't do well, Tom Brady shits to bed, which would just be fun for the world to watch. Daniel Jones shits to bed. And where does Aaron Rodgers want really to come? i aging. Aaron Rodgers behind center here.
1: My prediction. He'll
0: end up on the Cowboys. That would be death.
1: New England Patriots next year with Bill Belichick. Uh, If Aaron Rodgers leaves, it's going to be for the West Coast, I think. He's a California boy. I think he goes home and either plays for the – I wouldn't say the Chargers because they got Herbert, but either the Raiders or the 49ers.
0: It all depends how much the Giants realize they need to – but actually it would be a bad move for the Giants because he would probably want $80 million and he's 58 years old it would be a stupid move for them. But – Aaron Rodgers is an awesome quarterback, and I think he's actually underrated in terms of the Tom Brady balloon that just people just. forget. Tom
1: Brady's had crazy team success, so he deserves right. it. He's won seven. No, he's great. But Aaron Rodgers, at this is point. Great. but he's not. He's not Aaron Rodgers. Not Aaron
0: Rodgers. Well, I on know. the field, right. he's That's just. That's an not. argument for another time.
1: All right. So, all
0: right. Well, listen. I always like to add run run. I I always like to end the show with an ad my buddy pete a bean and his company stop restoration that's right pda bean who was my left fielder in softball very good hitter um Stop Restoration is a remediation service due to water, fire, smoke, and mold damage. You call them up, they come, and they make it happen. They clean up from hoarding to animal infestations. They're locally owned by Pete Bean. 732-812-4236. You come home for vacation, your house is flooded out, you got to call Stop Restoration. In Edison, New Jersey, but they'll go anywhere and take care of you, whether it's your house or your business. They make it happen. Like I said, mold, water damage, oh, some pump leaks, the whole bit. They t- they even get rid of biohazard stuff, okay? Um, they're quick to get there to inspect the job. They got 24 hour emergency services. They're a national franchise, but they're locally owned. And you can talk to my boy Pete at slash Edison. And, um, or, www.stop-edison.com And go to their website there And check it out But they're also at 732-812-4236 Stop restoration Your cleaning and remediation services When you got big problems With water, fire, smoke and mold You call these guys And they clean it up for you It's an awesome thing So that's it That's the end of the Jimmy Palumbo show And I will see you next week With a very special guest